the creation, management, and use of IRAs can be complex. I've just given you nine aspects today. You need a basic understanding of this retirement savings tool and how you can use it in your retirement plan. Now, I suggest you take some time to understand the key aspects of IRAs. Take a look at irs.gov. There's a lot of information there that'll really help you. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Aspects of IRAs and how you can use this tool in your retirement planning. And remember, like any tool, it should only be used when it's appropriate. In prior episodes, I've emphasized that you should look to take advantage of tax advantage savings tools that Congress has provided to help you save and invest for when you stop full-time work. IRAs can be a powerful retirement savings tool, but they do come with contribution limits, investment restrictions, required minimum distributions at older ages, rules for beneficiaries, and other restrictions and requirements. So let's begin. First off, what's an IRA? An individual retirement account is a savings account designed to encourage people to save for retirement. When tax advantages, and it comes along with tax advantages that people can use, that tax deferral is the key uh, factor that's been granted to IRAs. Anyone who has earned income can open an IRA and enjoy the tax benefit these accounts offer. You can open an IRA through various sources. You can open one at a bank, an insurance company, an investment company, online brokerage, or a a personal broker. So almost anywhere you can get the ability to open up an IRA. Here are some of the key general characteristics of IRAs. First off, their retirement savings account. They have tax advantages, tax deferral. There are different types of IRAs, including traditional IRAs, Roths. SEP IRAs and simple IRAs. We'll talk about Roth IRAs in a later episode. Money held in an IRA usually can't be withdrawn before age 59 and a half without incurring an early tax penalty of 10% of the amount withdrawn. Now, there are some exceptions to this rule that you can get your money out prior to age 59 and a half, but you need to think about it. Congress basically put this restriction in to incent people to save for the long term and to not use IRAs as checking accounts. Also, there are annual income limits for deducting contributions to traditional IRAs and for contributing to Roth IRAs. So you've got that annual restrictions that are published. You have to look those up and see where you stand. Again, IRAs are meant to be long-term retirement savings accounts. If you take money out early, you'll defeat the purpose by diminishing your retirement assets. This is money you're putting away for later on. And to learn more about IRAs, you can go to the IRS website. They give you a ton of information at irs.gov, and I'll put that in the show notes. Now, Here are the nine important aspects of IRAs that you should understand. First off, tax deferral can increase your retirement savings because you're not paying current taxes on the earnings of that IRA. And again, a traditional IRA can be a great way to increase your retirement savings by not paying those income taxes while you're building your savings during that accumulation period. Again, Congress has given you this tax break and uh, when you put away those deductible contributions. Now, hopefully, 
what the intent is, is when later on in life, after you've accumulated your money and you're no longer working and you take the money out, you'll be paying taxes at a much lower rate. We don't know if that's going to happen, but that's the intent. And again, each year you earn a return on the taxes you do not currently pay on the earnings, and that'll help you to accumulate your money faster. So that's aspect number one. Number two, there are annual IRA contribution and income limits, and the IRS publishes these each year, and we'll, uh, again, include a link in the show notes for this year's limitations. And again, there's typically an annual limit on how much you contribute. For 2022, the cap's $6,000 for an individual. People who are age 50 and older, by the end of the year, can stash away an extra $1,000. It's called a catch-up contribution. And you'll need to check these contributions to determine how much, if any, amount you can contribute to the IRA each year. Aspect number three, you have until the due date of your tax return for, uh, to make your contributions. For example, for making contributions to your IRA, again, that date is the due date for the filing of your return. For example, if you didn't contribute to your IRA in 2000, during the year 2022, you can still put up to $6,000 away and $7,000, again, if you're 50 or older, if you make that contribution for 2022 by April 15th, 2023. So even though you didn't make the contribution during the year, if you had the cash in the early part of 2023, you can use it then. So if you want, again, you can contribute the money for this year in your IRA uh, next year. Again, one little tidbit or one little fact is the sooner you make that contribution, the sooner it starts earning tax deferred earnings for you. So think about that. Number four, aspect number four, you can make contributions to both an IRA and a 401k subject to income restrictions. So you might be able to contribute to both. However, the tax deductions for the IRA contribution, it's phased out for single filers covered by a workplace retirement plan who have income between 68,000 and 78,000 in 2022. So you, you might be, you know, again, you could make a contribution to an IRA, but if you're starting to get up there, you're starting to earn more, your family, you might be, uh, you might have limit income limitations that restrict what you can uh, put away. For example, for married couples filing jointly in which the spouse makes the IRA contribution, it, it's and that, that one of the spouses is covered by a workplace retirement plan. The income pays out range is $109,000 to $129,000. So for an IRA saver who is not covered by a workplace plan and is married to someone who is covered, the deductions phased out if the couple's income is between, say, $204,000 and $214,000. And by the way, I'll put there's a blog post that supports today's podcast episode, and I'll include that uh, in the show notes also, so you can go back and look at some of these limitations. And again, you can always go to irs.gov. You'll get that current year. It's an easy website to use, very easy to read and understand, so it should help you. And they have frequently asked questions. They've done a lot to support it. So there's common knowledge here. So you can, I'm trying to highlight these aspects for you, but if you can go back to the irs.gov website, you can read about them and you'll feel more comfortable. They give you practical examples and information. Number five, you can make non-deductible contributions to an IRA. For example, if you don't qualify to deduct your IRA contributions, you can still put away money up to the annual limit in a traditional IRA. But beware that making non-deductible contributions to an IRA will complicate your tax filing 
when it comes time to withdraw the funds from the IRA. So again, if they don't, you'll be able to get that non-deductible contributions today, contribution today, but uh, you'll have to consider it later when the funds come out. Aspect number six, there are restrictions if you transfer money into an IRA. For example, when you change jobs or retire, many people roll their 401k or other defined contribution plan into a traditional IRA. Now, if you're in this situation, I encourage you to get some advice on how best to make the transfer to avoid creating an unwanted tax bill for yourself. There are some specific rules as to how the cash is transferred from company to company. So if you are in a situation where you're going to transfer that 401k and you've made the decision to put it into an IRA, make sure you follow the rules specifically so you don't trigger taxes for yourself. There are certain limits on how quickly you have to do it and how you have to do it. And these restrictions could result, if you don't adhere to them, they could result in you having to pay other penalties. Again, something to follow the rules. They're easy to understand, but you need to go in and make sure you don't violate them. Number seven, early withdrawals from an IRA are allowed. And as we discussed, Congress has created IRAs to help Americans save for retirement. And that's why you have those early withdrawal taxes, penalty taxes for taking out the money prior to age 59 and a half. If you do need to access money at younger ages, you can check to see if you can avoid taxes by looking at certain exceptions that the IRS has granted. Now, these, these exceptions change all the time. Uh, some of them, for instance, are uh, using money to pay the cost of a first-time home purchase or certain unreimbursed medical expenses. So if you desperately need the money out of your IRA, you must take it out. Take a look to see that uh, you, you can qualify for one of these exceptions so you don't have to pay the penalty, uh, you know, the penalty taxes on the early withdrawals. Number eight, you must take withdrawals from your IRA at older ages. These are called minimum required distributions. And Congress basically anticipated they didn't want people leaving the money in their IRA forever. They wanted to make sure that the government eventually got tax revenue from IRAs. So it has set up a system that at certain ages, currently age 72, you have to start taking withdrawals from your, from your IRA. They have set up a withdrawal methodology, certain percentages you must take each year, and then significant taxes, penalty taxes, if you don't take these minimum required distributions. So again, Congress giveth and Congress taketh away. So please be sure if you are at an older age, and this is your situation, you, you have requirements. Once you turn age 72 or nearing that age, please talk to a tax professional about minimum required distributions and what you need to do. And then lastly, if you don't have a chance to use the money during your life, there are a number of restrictions that kick in when you die. So in particular, there are new rules that have put in place when you leave your IRA, if you die, and who must take, how, how the beneficiary must take money from your account. So when you open an IRA, you can name both primary and contingent beneficiaries. Remember, your IRA beneficiary designations will override any instructions in a will, but the rules for managing an IRA inheritance are different for spousal beneficiaries and non-spousal beneficiaries. So again, I encourage you, please seek advice from a tax professional 
about how to position your account in planning for your death to make sure that you're not surprising folks because there will be taxes due to whoever receives the money. And you wanna set it up in a way that allows them to have the most options for when they take that money. So let me summarize today for you. The creation, management, and use of IRAs can be complex. I've just given you nine aspects today. You need a basic understanding of this retirement savings tool and how you can use it in your retirement plan. Now, I suggest you take some time to understand the key aspects of IRAs. Take a look at irs.gov. There's a lot of information there that will really help you. This time invested can save you money and improve your non-working years lifestyle. Again, if you have any questions and you have complex situations, planning for death, minimum required distributions, some of the items we've highlighted today, please work with a tax advisor, find one if you don't have one, so you can avoid unnecessary income taxes and penalties. So that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed the nine aspects, the nine aspects of IRAs that you need to consider and learn about. And we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financialverse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financialverse, please visit financialverse.com.